Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, February 18th, 2023, and this is day 1795 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and glorify you and praise you. Thank you so much for your glorious revelation that you you just instill in us, you download in us your revelation and help us, Father, to not second guess uh, what you've given us and to move forward and implement it ASAP. <laughs> I thank you, Lord, for new beginnings and fresh starts. I thank you, Father, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that they will learn how to be good stewards of what you blessed us with. I thank you, Lord, for speaking today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so very much for tuning in. Today's message is no longer an outsider. Yep. You are not an outsider. Remember that. You are a part of God's family if you know him as your savior. And if you don't, it is not too late. If you have breath in your body, you can know him and you can be on the inside. And that is a very, very important place to be because it is the difference between life and death. It is the difference uh, as to where we will spend eternity, either in heaven or in hell. There is no in-between. Now, we're going to be coming out of Ephesians chapter 3, verses 1 through 21. Ephesians 3, verses 1 through 21. And this is Paul speaking. He says, For this reason, I, Paul, the prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of of you Gentiles. Mm -hmm. So he was currently at this time, he was under house arrest in Rome for preaching about Jesus Christ. That's a good reason to be imprisoned, right? For doing the will of God. He says, surely you have heard about the administration of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed by the Spirit to God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the gospel, the Gentiles uh are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and shares together in the promise of Jesus Christ. Yes, praise God. (laughs) So he's talking about how this was only something for the Jews. Now it's also for the Gentiles, which includes everyone else who is not a Jew. 
So that is the mystery that has been revealed that we too are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ when we are believers in Christ Jesus. Isn't that awesome? Verse 7 says, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through the working of his power. Although I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, this grace was given me. He's saying, I was a major sinner. He's saying, it's not about me. It's about God. Uh, He's showing his humility. He came a long ways, just as I've come a long ways. And and I am still growing in Christ, still have things to learn. He says, this grace was given me to preach to the Gentiles the boundless riches of Christ and to make plain to everyone the administration of this ministry or mystery which for ages past was kept hidden in God who created all things. So he chose Paul as his instrument, as we read in uh, Acts around chapter 9, I believe, uh, how uh, he was Saul at that time and how he changed after encountering Jesus on the road to Damascus and was blinded for three days and not did not have any food to eat, and he was being transformed from one uh, imprisoning and murdering Christians to one who would be used of God to preach the gospel to the Gentiles. Uh Uh-huh. So he's saying in verse 10, his intent was that now through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. So that can be, talks about these rulers and authorities in Ephesians chapter 6. And those are evil spirits. Those are fallen angels. So he could be talking about them or he could be talking about the angels of God. Not sure of which. But he says, uh, but those rulers and authorities, I'd encourage you to read Ephesians chapter 6. And I think it's around verse 12 where it talks about how we must have on our full armor of God in order to fight uh, against these these spiritual uh, rulers and authorities in heavenly places. So in verse 11, it says, according to his eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus, our Lord, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God (laughs) with freedom and confidence. I ask you, therefore, not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are your glory. So we've been free to approach God. No longer do we have to go through a priest. We go directly through Jesus Christ to get to God the Father. There's no other way but through Jesus Christ. That's why we end our prayers in Jesus' name. Otherwise, it gets nowhere. (laughs) You know, we pray and just say, okay, and it's done. No, it has to be through Jesus in his name. Verse 14, for this reason, I kneel before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. 
And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and how long and how high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge. Isn't that powerful? We can't even fathom this kind of love. There is no no knowledge that can clearly uh, help us to understand this amazing agape love. That's unconditional love. So to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. (laughs) So powerful, isn't it? I get so excited about the word of God. It's just, I mean, it's alive, y'all. His word is alive. And the book of Hebrews talks about how God's word is alive, how it cuts down deep to the marrow of the bone. You know, it quickens us. It wakes us up. It gives us ideas and uh, remedies and revelation on how to do things. So let's go to our points. Point number one. Have you ever been in the presence of someone famous, someone that you did not feel worthy of approaching, like a movie star, celebrity, or famous athlete? You may be so in awe of them that you even want their autograph. When we had the Chiefs victory parade for winning the Super Bowl, there were people throwing t-shirts to Mahomes and Kelsey and all the other players while they were on the bus trying to get them to sign it and then they throw it back to them. They threw footballs to them and they would sign it and throw it back to the people standing uh, around the parade outskirts. Um, You feel that their lifestyle, their fame and prestige um, is above you. You know, many times we may feel that way and I've got news for you. (laughs) Oh, but do I have great news from you straight from the kingdom of God. You are a part of the family of God. You are not an outsider looking in. If you've accepted Jesus as your Savior and Lord, we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We have direct access to the Father through Jesus. Our father created everything. He owns everything. And what he has also belongs to us. So we don't have to, you know, feel less than anybody that we look up to or think is famous or whatever the case may be. We too are royalty because our father is the king. So stop putting yourself down. Stop believing the way, stop believing the naysayers. And those who are critical of you. Walk in your calling as a child of the King of Kings. You are worthy. You are loved by our Father God. You are even, um, you even look like our daddy. (laughs) So embrace your new family, your new legacy, 
your divine calling to fulfill a great purpose ordained by our Lord. Praise the Lord. I was thinking about this. I shared this with y'all yesterday, how, you know, when my father died, uh, he did not include us in his will. And uh, only my two sisters from his second marriage were included. And the four of us remaining live that are remaining, my one brother already went to be with the Lord, but <clears throat> there were five of us from my, his first marriage. And um, he did not include any of us. And and one of the things I always thought was, well, he uh, had, you know, even though he neglected us, you know, during uh, the time he was alive, uh, once I was age seven after they divorced, you know, I thought, well, he, you know, at the end of his life, we made things right. And, you know, truly, I truly love him and still do, even though he didn't include us in the wheel. Uh, and I and I thought, well, you know, we all have second chances. And, and I didn't think much about the wheel, but except for, hey, you know, this would be an opportunity to make things right at the end. Right. But no, <laughs> it did not happen. And and here's what gives me such joy. It doesn't matter what my earthly father chose to do or not do. It's all about my heavenly father who had, I have, I am an heir to what he owns. So he owns everything. That little will that my father left is nothing <laughs> compared to what God the father has for me and the same for you. So I, I don't choose to get caught up in it any longer. It did hurt in the beginning. And then after God reassured me and said, wake up, daughter, <laughs> hold on. Remember whose child you truly are. Remember whose family you are truly in. No matter how many people neglect you or disown you or reject you, God says, I'll never reject you. I'll never leave you or forsake you. You are a part of the, you will receive the greatest inheritance you could ever get. And that is eternal life with the father and with Jesus Christ. So I encourage you as I've, God has encouraged me. Point number two, God's love for us is total. It reaches every corner of our uh, experience. It is wide. It covers the breadth of our own experience and it reaches out to the whole world. God's love is long. <laughs> it continues the length of our lives. It is high. It rises to the heights of our celebration and elation in him. His love is deep. It reaches to the depths of discouragement, despair, and even death. Enter into the family of God where his love never fails. You are loved and you just best accept it because there is nothing you can do about it. <laughs> God says, I love you whether you love me or not. Isn't that awesome? I think about, you know, once at one time I felt like an outsider, no longer though, but I did years ago at my first church that I ever attended in my early twenties. 
and uh, ended up being there for 27 years, Victory Temple, and loved the teaching. Our pastor and pastor's wife, Pastor Farina and Sister Farina, they were the first pastors there that I, you know, uh, learned about Jesus and accepted him as Lord and Savior. And they were great uh, preacher, teachers, all of that. But they did something that they probably weren't even aware of that that was harmful to me. And for my little sister, Jill, <laughs> we talk about this. One of the things they used to do, and they did it, you know, because it was, it was uh, encouraging and to help others, but not realizing that it was discouraging to people like me and my sister. So on the holidays, like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, and Father's Day, they would have couples you know, married couples come down to the altar and and give them, you know, they would allow the husbands uh, on Mother's Day to give a gift to the the mothers and uh, vice versa on Father's Day and then on Valentine's Day. You know, you get my drift, right? Well, here was the problem. Okay, we were, I was married, my sister too, but our husbands chose not to attend church at that time during their lives. Um, Now my husband does, but back then he did not. He may have attended once or twice a year. And so I just hated it when that time came and I would just feel so alienated and, you know, like this outsider looking in like, you know, my husband's not even here. He loves me though, but he's not here. And so it felt awkward. And then God reassured me. God said, don't worry about that. (laughs) you're already in, you're in the family of God. These are just ritual, ritualistic things that people do. Don't let it get you down. You know, understand that they're doing it from the kindness of their heart. They don't mean any harm. And later they did stop doing that. Uh, You know, maybe the Holy Spirit showed them that that's not, that doesn't go over well, who knows. But for some reason they stopped. Uh, and you know, but in the meantime, we have to know for ourselves that we are part of God's family, that we are a part of the kingdom of God, no matter what the world does or says or how they treat us. Don't let them determine, um, our responses or our outcome or how we feel about ourselves or about others. You know, you are going to always be around people, you know, that that may not be quite there with Christ yet or some that are truly not serving the Lord, that are serving Satan. But we can't let them disrupt (laughs) our relationship and our growth in Christ. Okay, remember that you are a child of the king, your heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. We all are. and Don't ever forget that. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that is the first step to get you into the kingdom. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory be to God. That is the ultimate. That's what it's all about. Nothing else is going to matter because, you know, this earth is going to be wiped away and there's going to be a new earth, a new heaven. And the new Jerusalem is going to come down from heaven and all of us will come down, you know, who are already in heaven and with the Lord. And we're going to come down and uh, there will be no more nighttime. It will always be daylight because Jesus will be there. He is the light. There will be no more crying. There will be no more sickness. There will be no more death. You know, it's going to be beautiful all the time. 
perfect weather all the time. <laughs> Everything is going to be awesome. And until that time, we continue to continue on and press on in the Lord and, 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 and trust him and uh, receive the joy that he gives us each and every day. All right. I love you all so very much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus name. Amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org. J-A-C-K-I-E, be like boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. And learn more about uh, and share those messages with others. And don't forget to check us out on TZoneKC.org to learn more about what we're doing, teaching our youth in the community about life and about workforce skills and how to start their own businesses and how to work out their differences and uh, teaching them uh, uh, about human trafficking and and how to be aware of its tactics and uh, how to report it, Uh, teaching them uh, awareness in that area. And also, we encourage you to go to that website and hit that donate button and donate whatever God puts on your heart. We are so grateful for your partnership and for your support. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.